listening to Black Girls Blade, a podcast dedicated to Black women in the permanent makeup industry who's ready to level up in business, unlock the keys to success, and grow your empire. Every other week, we will talk about education, business strategies, product recommendations, and artist interviews. I'm your host, Keisha Taylor. Now let's get started. Today, we're talking to Sharon Devlin, permanent makeup artist and trainer in the Philadelphia area. Sharon is founder and CEO of the Browtique Philly. She is here to talk about how she got started in the PMU industry. She's sharing her story about how she went from a stay-at-home mom to a booming career in microblading with no beauty experience. She's smart, powerful, loyal, and uplifting. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Sharon Devlin to Black Girls Blade. Hi, Sharon. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Fine. Thanks for coming to the show to share your story with us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So first, I want to congratulate you on your three-year journey in the permanent makeup industry. Thank you. All right. I know we got started around the same time. So I saw how you quickly grew the Brow Teak Philly. And so with that being said, who is Sharon Devlin? Oh, wow. Who is Sharon Devlin? Sharon Devlin, I am a Black woman. I am a Black entrepreneur in the permanent makeup industry. I'm a mother. I am many things. (laughs) I am someone who has worked very hard to get my business in the direction that it is going. It's constantly growing. I am constantly challenging myself. And that's basically it. All right. Well, I love that. So how did you get started in the permanent makeup industry? I was a client first. I didn't have any brows and I was so sick and tired of filling them in. I would just like, (laughs) I would harass my husband like, oh my God, I hate this. I hate this. And then one day I was on social media and someone posted this and this was probably five years ago or more. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, like that's something I would really like to do. And I was pregnant with my daughter at the time. So I couldn't take the course because I think the course that I saw was like in Europe somewhere and I couldn't get the procedure done because you couldn't, you know, get it done while you're pregnant. So um, about a year after I had my daughter, I got my brows done. I have drove to New York because there wasn't anyone in the Philadelphia area that I knew of at the time. So I had found someone really popular on social media and they were in the New York area. I drove to New York and I got my brows done and I was in love with the transformation. I was just beyond ecstatic that I didn't have to put my brows in. I just felt like a new person. And that really like planted the seed for me to take a course in learning how to do microblading. I was just so fascinated. You know, I did some research. Fast forward, I took a course. I think it was a one-day course, maybe, in New York. Yes, that's where you and I met. And yeah, the rest is history. I just kept going, kept pushing. You and I, we developed our relationship. And that was that. All right. So you said you drove to New York. So at the time, it was no classes in Philly. Not that I'm aware of. And we're talking of what, three and a half years ago, maybe? Of okay. course, that's not the case now. But yeah, I didn't know of any courses. And then also, 
the instructor who the microblading artist was well known. And so I figured, you know, that would be the route to take, to take someone um, course who is well known and has been in the business for quite some time. Okay, so being as though you took a course from a well-known microblading artist and they had popularity on Instagram, did you feel like that course was worth it based on why you took it? Like, you know, you found them on Instagram and the popularity. I'm just trying to figure out, was that worth it based on how you found the course? Well, I mean, essentially, no. I mean, of course, I would say, for what I went for initially, it was not. I think I paid what seventeen hundred dollars for a one day course, and I walked away kind of clueless. Uh, fortunately, that's where you and I met, and we were able to, you know, develop a relationship, a business relationship as well. You take the good with the bad, but going in there for the money that I invested, I would have wanted to be able to walk away with a lot more than I did. I was still cool, so to speak. I mean, the one thing I took away from it was to buy practice skin in practice. Literally, that's the only thing that I felt confident with doing is to practice and buy practice skin. Other than that, I felt alone. I felt like, you know, what am I supposed to do? I didn't even feel like I would be able to reach back out to the instructor and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not confident enough to work on someone or a model or mm-hmm. that for the investment that I make. No, I did not. <laughs> what I invested, I did not get back on. Okay. So what tips can you offer uh, new artists or new trainees that are thinking about getting started in the microblading industry and they're looking at classes and they pretty much don't know how to make the decision on what class to take. What advice can you offer them? My advice is do not go off of popularity on social media. That is my number one advice. Do not go off of popularity on social media. I repeat, <laughs> do not <laughs> go off of popularity. And I'm going to be honest, I personally do not have a lot of followers and I'm in the Philadelphia area and I cannot tell you the amount of students who have taken someone class because they have 15,000 or 10 or 20,000, you know, followers and, and they leave the class and then they call me like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I took this course. I'm not able to talk to the trainer. I've tried to get in contact with her and she's not available. I still don't know what to do. So many students have called me who have trained under someone else that is, you know, popular and they don't know what to do. Um, and so my advice is to call the person. If you can speak to that trainer or someone that works in the salon that is hosting the class, try to talk to someone as much as possible. Don't even go off of the pictures necessarily that are posted on social media. I mean, yeah, the pictures are fine, but that does not mean that they will be able to teach you what they do. That does not mean that you're going to walk away being able to do the same thing that they do. That does not mean that they're going to be there for you and guide you through your journey of becoming a microblading artist. So again, don't go off of popularity. Um, Reach out to the trainer to speak with someone because this is an investment. It's not a small investment. 
And so you want to be able to connect with that person and know that you're in good hands. Do not, again, go off of popularity. And that's basically the best advice that I could give any student who is looking into getting into the world of microblading. And I definitely second that. Ladies, please don't go off of popularity. Make sure you do your research. You check the reviews. Call the location. See if you can speak with the trainer. Ask all the questions that you possibly can ask. And also make sure you do your research in the state that you live in. Make sure that you're able to do microblading before you actually take the class. Um, Before you start calling around, make sure you start with your county or your state or your local city first. So with that being said, Sharon, what were some of the challenges that you had to face in the permanent makeup industry prior to getting started? Just visibility, especially being a Black woman. Visibility was definitely something that was a challenge for me. And I would say still is to some degree, but I pushed through it. I'm also a permanent makeup artist as well as just microblading. So I took a permanent makeup course in New Jersey. That's when I realized just how, you know, dominant of a field it is for Caucasian women. And so even in the class that I took, I was like, okay, tell me what I need to know as a black woman, what I can do for my clients. And they were kind of like clueless or helpless, or, you know, they would tell me things like, okay, but this procedure is not for black women or women of color. So you can only do this for black women, or you can only do that for black women. And that was something I was like, that's not acceptable. In this world that we live in, we should be able to find solutions to provide services for any color woman. So that was something that was challenging for me when I took permanent makeup courses. I wanted to be able to provide lip color and this and that for my clients. And it was like, no, you know, black women really can't get this or they can't get lips or they shouldn't get lips. And when I say lips, I mean permanent lip color. That had been an issue for me. And as I said, like visibility, I'm in Philadelphia and The industry in Philadelphia was still and is still dominated by other cultures. And so it hasn't been until recently Black women was like, wait a minute, I want to go to someone that looks like me. So it was my duty to make sure I continuously promoted myself and promoted and had, you know, pictures of myself and of my Black clients. So other Black clients can say, okay, this is somebody who represents me. This is someone who looks like me. So they're going to know what to do with my skin. So that has been a challenge for me, but I take that challenge on any day because it's necessary and it's needed. Yes, it is needed. So after your microblading training, how long did it take for you to actually get started? Three months, I think. This was, Wow. Yeah, almost about three months. I had, because remember, you know, I came to visit you because after that course that I took, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I just invested $1,700 into a course and I still don't know what to do. I did purchase skin and, you know, some supplies and stuff from off of Amazon. And I was like, all right, I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice. And then I'm like, I called you and I'm like, okay. I need to come up there to shadow. (laughs) And after that, I started feeling comfortable with practicing and shadowing. I said, okay, let me just work on my craft this summer, work on my skills. And then by the fall of 2016, Mm -hmm. 
I opened up. Wow. That's amazing. Like three months is amazing. I mean, I know that when we met in a class in New York, uh, we didn't have any communication during the whole class. So we met at the end and we started talking and we clicked and like, what, four years later, we, you know, doing things together and partner together and support each other. That's just crazy. Like 90 days. That's just crazy. Like yeah. when you called me and you said, I'm moving in my location. I'm like, girl, what? What are you doing? You're like, I'm, I'm moving up the stairs now. And I'm like, I mean, I was very, very happy for you, of course, and very supportive. But I was just shocked that you just went ahead and opened like that, which is great. Like just to step out on entrepreneurship like that. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was time because I was just contemplating and going back and forth. And I'm like, okay, I made this investment. I'm practicing. I have to just, you know, I just have to jump. I just have to take that leap of faith. And I found a place and the rest is history. Little by little, I just built brick by brick. And I'm just excited to see, you know, what's the next step for me. Yes, me too. So I want to ask you, like, I know you was a stay-at-home mom. So how was the transition into the career in permanent makeup from being a stay-at-home mom? Like, how do you balance those two? I mean, being an entrepreneur itself, I mean, as hard as it is, I wouldn't trade that for the world because I can create a schedule that works for my lifestyle with my children. And I felt that it was super necessary. I had a son who's 12 and then I had my daughter. And once I had her, I'm like, okay, I want to raise a young woman who is independent financially. And I want her to be able to see her mom be that example for her. So it was a no brainer for me. Like I need her to see me go out there and make money. I need her to see me go out there and push through whatever challenges entrepreneurship has for me. I need her to see that it can be done. It'll be second nature for her seeing me, you know, go through all that I go through, see my accomplishments, seeing my success. I mean, it was a no brainer. And I still have a schedule flexible enough where if I have to be at a home and school event, I can be there or, you know, go on a class trip. I can be there for both my children. So um, the transition was not bad at all. I still made okay. sure I made time for, you know, my family. Yes, because family always come first. So who do you rely on for your support system through all of this? Well, definitely my permanent makeup sisters, as like yourself. My mom is very amazing helping me out with the kids and stuff. Um And that's basically it. I have a a tight circle of people that I go to for advice. You are definitely one of them. Other than that, you know, I just try to stay up on what's going on in the entrepreneur world, in the um, microblading and permanent makeup industry. Mm -hmm. And that's it. All right. So what inspires you as an artist? Changing people's lives is very inspiring. And I know initially when people think of permanent makeup or microblading, they do not think or realize just how life changing it is. But me personally, being someone who didn't have like eyebrows and it may sound so simple or not a big deal, but it really is. So many women come into my studio and when they walk out, that transformation just lightens them up, you know, and just to see their face, just to see their reaction, 
to get the phone calls, you know, later on that day because their husband loved their brows and, you know, or get a phone call a week later or months later, like, oh my goodness, like I can wake up every day with brows on. That right there, that inspires me to keep going. That inspires me to keep pushing. I love having that relationship with them. I love being a part of people's lives in that way, knowing that I made a change. It may be a very small change, but um, nonetheless, it's significant. So yeah, that inspires me to keep going. Yes, that is definitely an inspirational story, Sharon. So today it was a pleasure speaking with you. How can our guests find out more information about the services and training classes that you offer at the Browtique Philly? They can visit my website at www.thebrowteakphilly.com or they can go on Instagram at the Browteak Philly and on Facebook and they can DM me. You can send me an email. You can give me a phone call. I'm there. I'm one of those people. I'm accessible. You can call me. You can text me and I will answer. So you can reach me on any of those outlets. All right, Sharon, like again, I said, it was a pleasure speaking with you today, and I look forward to doing many more things with you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us this week on Black Girls Blade. Make sure to visit us at our website at www.blackgirlsblade.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Blade and never miss an episode. See you again in two weeks for more tips, tricks, strategies, conversations, and interviews.